Hi, this is Pastor Stephen. I am the pastor of New Beginning Church in Singapore. Thank you for joining us today. I hope this podcast will build your faith. Hope you grow deeper in the word of the Lord and know Him personally in much deeper way. Enjoy the message. God bless you. Kodichiwa Church. With this restricted movement, I've had to spend, find things to do to spend my time, learn a little bit of Japanese. Let's repeat it. Konnichiwa, which I think means hello. I want to share another Japanese proverb or phrase with you. Can you say it with me? Come on, together, all together. Nana korubi ya oki. I think it means, no, I checked it out. I know it means fall down seven times, get up, eat. That's the title of my sermon today. I found this proverb to be self-explanatory and yet very interesting. Also, biblical. At some point, all the resistance has to give up because you and I refuse to give back down. We refuse to back off and we just got back up. Ultimately, we become stronger than all of the things that life can throw at us. And that is the consistent message of scripture right from Genesis to Revelation. But I only have two passages of scripture that I want to base my message this morning on. The first passage of scripture comes from the New Testament. Let's go to that. In the epistle of James, reading from chapter 5, verses 16, the last part of verse 16, all the way to verse 18. As I read these verses, verse by verse, I might just want to stop at some point and add a few thoughts and comments to what we're reading. Let's start. James chapter 5, verse 16, the last part of it. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. I, I see three parts to this has this verse. The first part to this verse is the person who prays. The condition of the person who prays is very important. If I could coin this word, the prayerer is a precondition to the prayer. It is only the righteous persons whose prayer avails much. Now, if we're not righteous, we could pray, we could receive mercy, we could receive grace, we could receive forgiveness. But if we want something more, something that causes change, something that can create a breakthrough, then there needs to be a change of heart within the prayerer before the prayer can result in an explosive, dynamic results that we hope for. The second element here, of course, is the prayer, the channel. The prayer 
moves through the channel, the prayer, and then the result. Result is really God's part. Our part is to watch our heart, pray, and then God will finish the rest. Verse 17. Elijah, now Elijah is that giant of a prophet in the Old Testament. Elijah is this person that we see living on the mountaintop and uh, experiencing God in a way that is so powerful, perhaps more powerful than most of the other prophets in the Old Testament. But the Bible describes him in verse 17 as a human being as much as we are. He's no more human nor less human compared to the rest of us. You know, in this period of COVID-19, we're learning this point. We are as human as the next person. We are as human as anybody else. And we can find our vulnerability there. We can find ourselves being exposed to all kinds of risks and uncertainty. Well, Elijah was just a similar human being. And if Elijah was alive today, I think he would also need to be in isolation like us because he's as human as we are. He is as vulnerable to all of those things out there that can affect one human being as much as the other. But there was one thing that differentiated Elijah from people in his day, and that's that one thing that can also differentiate us from the people in our day. He had this habit of praying earnestly, of praying in a dedication, in praying diligently, praying without ceasing, praying without giving up. We think that Elijah's anointing was the secret factor in his life. We think that Elijah's uh, ability to heal God in his gifts were the, the things that made him outstanding. But the Bible is telling us here, in a summary of Elijah's life, that it was his prayer life that marked him out. It's what we do in prayer that is going to affect what is going to happen in public. So Elijah, he prayed earnestly that it would not rain. And it did not rain on the land for three and a half years. And then once his three and a half years were over, again he prayed, and the heavens gave rain, and the earth produced his crops. Elijah is not a complex person, because we can summarize him in these three verses. Perhaps we can summarize him with these two words, prayed honestly. I want to go back to the Old Testament, a longer passage of scripture, to give us some context. The passage that I want to read to you, and I'm going to do it verse by verse, is from 1 Kings chapter 18, verses 41 to 45. If we were to relate 1 Kings 18, 41 to 45, to James chapter 5, verse 16 to 18. This passage is happening in verse 18 of James chapter 5. 1 Kings chapter 18 is after the three and a half years 
where the heavens did not yield any rain. Three and a half years of famine. And then Elijah shows up on the mountaintop, Mount Carmel, and does this in 1 Kings 18. James in chapter 5, in verse 18, very simply describes it as, again he prayed, again Elijah prayed. The man who prayed at the beginning of the famine and turned the tap off, now after three and a half years, he was once again praying to turn the tap on. Now, that puts it very simply. I said, this was a summary in James chapter 5, but in 1 Kings 18, we see a little bit more detail. We see some things that happen behind the scenes, the secret behind the secret. And the secret behind the secret is still quite straightforward and simple. Let's find out. In verse 41, Elijah said to the king Ahab, Go, eat and drink, for there is the sound of a heavy rain. Now, verse 41 is going to sound really comical, ironic later on. Just bear with me. Verse 42. So Ahab went off to eat and drink. But you see, in contrast, Elijah, who had declared there was sound of heavy rain, which had not happened for three and a half years, Elijah was not about to go and eat and drink. Elijah climbed up to the top of Mount Carmel. He bent down to the ground, put his face between his knees. You know, I just want to demonstrate that to you. I don't know if you call that a downward dog. I will call it a downward Elijah. I read in the commentary that women of old, back in the days when they gave birth, that was the position that they took. The downward Elijah position. They would go down on their knees, put their face between their knees to give birth. And that was the women of those days. What was Elijah doing? Well, he had declared there was a sound of a heavy rain. Almost, almost like giving an assurance. He had given a prophetic word. So if his prophetic word was so sure, was there a need to then Take on this posture of a woman about to go into childbirth. Man, this guy not only prayed, not only prayed earnestly, he prayed with such great intensity. He didn't take anything for granted. He's quite human here. He declares things. And then realizes 
is need to cover it with prayer. We're now looking at the inner life, one of the greatest prophets of the Old Testament. And we can see that their inner life was all about intense, earnest, diligent, continuous prayer. In verse 43, Elijah called out to his servant, go and look toward the sea. Now, again, I would ask, what's the point of looking towards the sea if indeed Elijah had heard the sound of a heavy rain? I would imagine the sound of a heavy rain would have been thunder. Why now go and look for the sign? Well, I think Elijah, he had spoken in faith, but he did not presume. There are lots of people who have faith. Oh, sorry, should I say that again? A lots of people who think they have faith, but actually it's all presumption and assumption. How do you know that you have faith and not presumption and assumption? Well, the only one way that you can be sure that what one man calls faith is not another man's presumption is your prayer life. So the prayer life of Elijah was such that, you know, he had been praying continuously over the three and a half year period, and he knew he knew that nothing was going to take place without covering it, without impregnating it with prayer. And so the servant went up and looked, and then reported, "There is nothing there." He said, "Folks." Seven times, the Bible tells us in verse 43, seven times Elijah said, go back. Seven times he said, go back. I don't know. Any other guy who had made a declaration in such manner would have tried to think of ways to explain it away, but not Elijah. He prayed till it happened. He prayed till the heavens had to yield what he had declared. And verse 44, the seventh time the servant reported, now there is a cloud as small as a man's hand that is rising from the sea. You know, folks, there was no sound of heavy rain in the natural when he declared it. The natural world, the visible world, was only changing after Elijah had prayed, long after he had declared what he had seen in the invisible realm. Just because you can't see it, it doesn't mean it is not real. But prayer is that platform to manifest that which is invisible into visible reality. So Elijah said to the servant, go and tell Ahab, hitch up your carriers, go down before the rain stops. Meanwhile, the sky grew black and the clouds heavy, the wind rose and heavy rain started to fall down as Ahab rode off into Jezreel. Seven times 
people of God seven times. He took on the posture of a woman that needed to give birth. And he never stopped till it happened. If it didn't rain the eighth time, I'm pretty sure it would have prayed a ninth time. People of God, Nana Kolubi Ya Oki. You fall seven times, you get up eight. I'm sure it was the same for you as it was for me. That's how we all learn to walk, isn't it? By getting up. We, nobody was born able to walk. Nobody was born with a natural ability to do anything. We all had to learn to do it. And you know, before we were able to do it, we had to understand how to get up because if we didn't get up every time we failed, we would never be able to be able to reach our potential, to able to do what at one point was impossible to us. If your parents are with you, ask them how it was like the first time you tried to walk. It just seemed impossible to because you, you probably can't remember it yourself. But if you had a child, had, had an opportunity to see a child learn how to walk, because that's how all things happen to us in life. We have to learn it. How do we learn it? We learn it by failing smart. What is failing smart? Failing smart is every time you fail, you learn from that failure. The only time that you fail stupid is after you fail, you never learn from that failure. That is called failing stupid. Look at the person next to you, if there's somebody next to you, and say to them, if you're going to fail, fail smart. If you're going to miss the mark, learn from it and get up. Because we only fail when we refuse to get back up. We only fail when we refuse to learn from our mistake. We'll put it another way. We fail when we give up. If you have failed seven times, the eighth time you might succeed. As long as you don't give up. There's always a possibility, even a probability, that you're going to succeed. Because failure doesn't grow in strength. But the person who give, never gives up after failure grows, grows in strength.
I want to bring up three things from this passage of scripture. There's two passages of scripture. The three things I want to share with you. What? Elijah is no different from you and I. He is as human as we are. Elijah is not superman. He is not less than us. He is just the same as us. That should give us some hope. That should give us some belief and what he did, we can do. But I want you to know Elijah also had to overcome this potential failure. He never gave up. There are things about Elijah that I don't know, perhaps wouldn't have made him a person I wanted to be friends with. He was bold, he was brash, he was arrogant, if you could say that. In 1 Kings chapter 16, the first time he came before Ahab, he told Ahab, Ahab, there will be no rain unless I say so. I don't know. I thought men of God needed to be more humble and give more glory to God. But this man seemed like he was just brash and bold. You know, I think God often overlooks all of these human weaknesses that we have that is a big deal to us, right? You and I, we don't like people who are bold, brash, arrogant. But you know, God tends to overlook that because there are things which are big deal for us and it's not a big deal for God. On the other hand, there are things which are a big deal to God which is not a big deal to us. And that's why we need to be realigned with the Word of God. Elijah was a pain in whichever part that you think hurts you the most. You just say that he, he was a pain in that, all right? Well, you know, maybe Elijah was, okay, it's online. I don't know whether I can say this. Elijah was a smart ass in some people's mind. But you know, as it turns out, he was a bad ass. Because what was the big deal to you and I that he needed to be a little bit more humble, he little bit needed to be a little bit more down to earth. And that wasn't the biggest deal to God. But what was a big deal to God, which is basically Elijah was a person who never knew how to give up. It's often a small deal to us. And that's why we are not aligned with God. The best indicator for that is a consistent, constant, continuous, fervent prayer life. Short of that, we just pretend it. My second point. Elijah very simply consistently prayed. Commitment helps us to start. Without commitment, we can never start. But without consistency, we can never finish. Elijah prayed consistently. He's not a person who just one time, twice. I, I can see that because a person who only prays when he's in trouble, a person who only prays as a last resort, wouldn't have been praying 
in the manner that Elijah prayed when his back was against the wall six, seven times, he would have waved a white flag long before that. You know, Elijah didn't have this attitude of, it's all up to me, I'll just do it without praying. Elijah didn't have this attitude, if I have done all I could and then everything has failed, as a last resort, I will pray. No, Elijah was a person who bathed himself, filled himself with prayer. Prayer was his breath. Just as you and I will not want to cease breathing because we want to continue to live, Elijah did not cease praying. Such was his attitude towards prayer. And thirdly, and last point, You know, once you've had that kind of consistent prayer life, the rest is just automatic. If you do the work, you will get the result. And the simple formula here was, he prayed until something Lots of us, we want to pray with certainty. We want to pray if we know what the outcome is going to be. Look, if you know what the outcome is going to be, I don't think you'll be motivated to pray. To pray. And that's often the reason why God doesn't want us to know more. Because God's intention is not just for us to pray and see the wonders of God displayed. God is not just interested in demonstrating who He is. To us, God is also interested in revealing all that we can be to this world. That can only happen if we pray until something happens. And if nothing has happened, keep praying. And if nothing has happened, keep praying. And if nothing has happened, keep praying. And if nothing has happened, and if nothing has happened, keep praying. And if something has happened, look for another thing to pray for. I want you guys to just enjoy this song and let's allow this passage of scripture to soak into our hearts, into our minds. Never give up.
church na nakarubi, yeah, okay. Seven times you fall, get up, eight. I hope you found that song catchy. I hope that drills into your mind that God wants us to pray until something happens. If you can get a tattoo, maybe you want to tattoo this. If you're allowed to, Manakarubia, okay. I'm sure you're going to get lots of people asking you what it means. And I'm sure whenever you see it, it will be a memorial stone in your heart of this picture of this man who was as human as we are. You know, he was a pain in some, a thorn in some people's flesh. He was sometimes like a smart ass. But ultimately, he became a bad ass because he consistently prayed and he prayed until something happened. I'm sure that's you. Let's pray, church. Father, we ask that you would give us, through your word, this great energy, enthusiasm, fire burning within us to shine brightly. A fire burning within us to have a constant, fervent, continuous, consistent prayer life. That we not just be mere shooting stars up today and gone tomorrow, but we are here for the long run. And we thank you that it's your prayer that will cause us to get over the finish line. In Jesus' name, all God's people say, Amen. Thank you for joining us. Hope you have been blessed. This podcast is made possible by generous giving people like you. If you want to support us, please visit us at www.nbcsingapore.com www.nbcsingapore.org God bless you.